In this episode, we're taking a look at the ancient pagan sabbat, Beltane. We're looking at the importance of fire. We are looking at a lot of different traditions from around the world. We're looking at how fae play an interesting role in this sabbat. And we're also talking about some of the misunderstood and misrepresented symbolism of this sabbat, including the maypole. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This, this is, is the Intuitive, Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay. Hey, hey. Let's talk about Beltane. Okay. I think this is one of my favorite Sabbaths. I know you love it. I also think I might say that every Sabbath. Well, they're all pretty great. <laughs> Yeah. This one is one of my favorites because I feel like it's this thing that everybody feels mm-hmm. right around this time of year. Yep. But no one really can put their finger on what it is and why. And why do I feel like this lightness and need to celebrate now? And like, true. What's going on? Like, why do I want to go outside and light a fire or grill food? Like, <laughs> right. I'm also just now starting to see on social media people acknowledging that this is like the this is like the opposite, not the opposite, but like the other side of the year of the wheel, right? Yep. Of Halloween, yeah. And sewing, like yes, those were the two big ones, right? And people are now just starting to say like, oh, the veil is really thin in the spring, but we right. most people only say that on Halloween. Well, that's a really good point because. Right. All of the things that you love about Halloween, mm-hmm. you you do love about this time of year too. Right. Because they're all here just like in different form. Yeah, you're just swinging around. Yeah. Right. 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 So I, I think that Beltane is one of those times of year that everyone's feeling these things. They yep. just don't really know how to articulate or understand what they're feeling. I think it also really tracks that I love Halloween. And I and you love, love Beltane. Beltane. <laughs> Yes. Perfect. It's like balance. Have you seen those TikToks where they're like, there's always one friend in the, in the friend group. There's always one friend like this. Like I saw one that's like one, there's always one fairy witch and vampire witch. And I was like, yep. Exactly. But it's the same thing. There's always one Beltane witch and one um, Samhain witch. Exactly. So there you go. Let yeah. us know. Do you have that in your friendship groups or sisters? Like, mm. do you have that? Yeah, sisters. Yeah, I'd like to know that. All right. Well, I pronounce it Beltane. There are other pronunciations. Mm-hmm. You have to remember different parts of the world, different ways we're saying things. Right. They all mean the same thing. Right. It is approximately May 1st. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder. We say it every time. Right. Our ancestors didn't go by their Gregorian calendar. <laughs> no. They went by astrology and what the sun was seasons. doing and the moon and the right. planets and the seasons. So mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. my great-grandfather, who was born in England. Yep. So there have a lot of like this Celtic, Celtic witch stuff still right. in the family, right? Yeah. He was a farmer mm-hmm. and he celebrated Beltane on the first full moon at this time of year. So Perfect. right after the beginning of May, the first full moon. And that's where he would plant everything. Perfect. So I remember that acknowledgement. Now mm-hmm. he wasn't like doing Beltane rituals, which we'll talk about. Right. But that kind of is a ritual. I was going to say it pretty much is. So I still do that. I still wait. Mm -hmm. It's coming up. Almost there. Right after May 1st, where's the first full moon? That's where I'm going to start planting stuff. Love it. It's 
really effective and you can really feel connected to your ancestry and your pagan roots just by doing that. Yeah, and the planet. I mean, that's yeah. what people have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like you said before, with Sawin sort of being the opposite mm-hmm. Sabbat and like this and yep. Beltane being across from it, our ancestors, think of it this way, they really only recognized two seasons. Right. So it was the season that kicked off with Beltane and yep. it was the season that kicked off with Sawin. Exactly. So we are now kicking off the spring season right, officially. Season. Yes. Right. Okay. So they're not certain where the name exactly comes from. Okay. I feel like I say that on every single one too. Right. Well, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think I I have my own theory. Okay. Based on research, not just what I came up with. But I want to tell you a few of the things that people think it could come from. Mm-hmm. And then you can form your own. Okay. So the Irish death god is named Beltane. B-E-L-T-A-N-E. Okay. The Welsh god is Beli. B-E-L-I. Celtic fire god is Belenos. Okay. Phoenician vegetarian god is Baal. B-A-A-L. Okay. I think, though, it comes from the term balefire. Okay. So, balefire was also pronounced bellfire. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest part of this sabbat is this fire. Yep. The balefire that right. you light at Beltane. Right. I agree. So, form your own, you know, whatever. Maybe, like, if you grew up with, like, a real Welsh influence in your life, you're like, no, it's the god Belly or Belli, right. however you say that. Like, right. that's fine. I don't yeah. think it matters. It's probably honoring all of them, to be honest with yeah. you. I think they're all sort of like different variations of the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the Bale fires were traditionally and still are in many places lit on what was considered May Eve. Mm-hmm. Now, remember that like we're calling it May Eve but they were not calling it May Eve. May wasn't a thing. No, they were right. calling it the Eve of Beltane, most right. likely. Okay, right. in whatever language they were saying it. Right. I would just like to tell you that the British royal family still does this. Really? Yes. Of course they do. They're <laughs> astrologers. <laughs> oh, I thought you would like that. I mean, good for them. We should all be doing it. But we, like, also stop colonizing everything. Well, yes. You're colonizing this thing that you're has been hidden and destroyed. Right. Right. Because and your ancestors were killing people for doing For it. doing this and you're now still doing it. But you, it. you've been doing it all along and you're still doing it because it's very effective. Exactly. It gets me a little clenchy to be honest. Yeah, but agreed. it's okay. Agreed. Okay. So when you think of Beltane, the month of May, what what like energy comes to mind? What are you thinking of? Well for me it's like spring renewal. Yes. Like you said, fires, sun. Yes. So our ancestors would have said the same thing, Mm -hmm. but with the word fertility. Uh, Yes. Right. Everything. Like what you're saying, like renew, like all of that. They're thinking fertility. Right. Like a maypole. Like that's a fertility. That's a, that's a penis. It is. (laughs) We're going to get to that. (laughs) It is. It is. It's a penis. I mean, my kids, their elementary school, like that's one of the big. Yeah like concerts is the yeah. Mayfest concert and they do the maypole like they they dance yeah. around the maypole yeah which is great it is great but 
you know, we hear, we're going to get to the male, so we'll talk more about it, but right. we hear it and we're like, oh, these are all sexual symbols, like, and kids are doing this, but it's no, like... No, it's not like that. You're looking at fertility and abundance from a very kind of colonized, patriarchal, patriarchal look at like what it is. overly sexualized. Yes. Yeah. So, mm, no. Yeah. But basically, when I think of Beltane, I do think of sex. Yeah. But no, again, not just like sexy people time. Correct. But like the animals are reproducing. Right. You know, like if you're, you have like animals that you rely on for food. Well, because we're just coming out of, oh, up, up here in the Northern Hemisphere, yeah. we're just coming out of winter. Right. Right. So like there was scarcity. It was dark. Like you were healing. You were, yes. you were hunkering down. Now it's time for like yes. reproduction, yes. eggs to hatch. Like that's, yes. that's like, the whole thing. I, we're thinking of getting baby chickens again because this is the oh, time yeah. of year to get the baby chickens. Mm -hmm. That. Okay. Right. But listen, most all of the symbolism is sexual yeah. here. But again, this is where people start to be like, witches are doing weird sex rituals, cult rituals. Right. And right. No. No. Never. Right. No. Do I think all of the pagan ceremonies were like real innocent? No. We've right. talked about some that were mm -hmm. fucking weird. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, remember the one where you would hit people with meat? Yes. Like, <laughs> like there's, so, there's right. so many. Right. That are very strange, but also just they don't rewrite currently current times. Right. 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 Okay. So uh, the fire was a big deal, mm -hmm. and there were all kinds of things thrown into the fire. Mm -hmm. So aromatic things like holly springs. Right. Now, if you listen to our Yule episode, mm -hmm. you know that the holly king is a big deal. Yep. So that was representing the holly king mm -hmm. because, listen, it's not like... It's not like here where like Santa is only a big deal at Christmas. Right. <laughs> like, right. It, these kings and queens and gods and goddesses. Right. All year. Were all year. Right. Were always there. But they had like, these were the things that like we mainly celebrated them for. Right. This is kind of where we, people get the idea of Jesus. Like, well, he was born here and he supposedly died here. We moved the date to fit the pagan that, calendar. Right. But exactly. still like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like. It's kind of coming from this, like, well, mm -hmm. this is their big, their big show, right? And it also makes sense that you would burn things because, like, a hot, like holly is going to smell good. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to keep bugs away. Mm -hmm. Like, our ancestors weren't dummies, right? They knew what they were doing. It wasn't just like this weird, like, randomly let's do this for holly to cast right. a spell, right? You're thinking of it wrong. Yeah, I mean, right. they were casting a spell with it. Yeah. But they're also coming out of the season of, so back at Samhain, they were putting holly branches on their mantles. They were doing, right. now they're going to put flowers on their mantles. Right. So they're going to take down the holly. You take the mantle down. And they're going to burn it. it right. To like exactly. end that season symbolically. Yep. yep. Now, you're probably not going to burn the plastic one you bought at Michael's. Please don't do that. It's no. bad for you. Right. <laughs> so you're not thinking of that, but you probably are going to go out in your yard, if you mm -hmm. have one, and gather all the stuff and probably burn like the sticks and the brush oh, and right, all of that. Yeah. And that's doing that same thing. Exactly. So if you have this urge to clean up your yard and mm -hmm. burn. That's why. This is why. Right. Yeah. Okay. So in Sweden, the fires were lit by two people striking two flints together. Okay. Does that sound a little symbolic at all mm -hmm. to you? Yes. That was on purpose. <laughs> yes. Um, in Norway, mm -hmm. old brooms were burned, and the new ones that were made during the winter were brought out and dedicated to their new purpose. 
I love that. I love that so much. I really like that. I mean, I'm not going to make my own broom, let's be honest. No. But I would buy one from someone who made it and like burn my old one and symbolically put that little one that I bought from someone on my mantle or something. Right. Just find what works for you. Right. Yeah. But imagine life as a pagan, like no, no TV. Right. No cell phones. Right. Like that's what you're doing when you're hunkering down for the winters. You're yes. you're making things to keep yourself busy and occupied and And don't forget they weren't just sweeping the dirt. Right. This is how they were clearing energy as right. well. This is all symbolism. Exactly. There is a Slavic tradition of wreaths being thrown into the fire specifically for healing. Perfect. So think of that symbolism because remember, wreaths represent the wheel of the year. Mm -hmm. They didn't just used to. They still do. Yes. Can't just change it. That's what they're doing. Okay. No, that's why you like a wreath. That's why you always have a wreath on your front door. I love a wreath. Sometimes I suddenly have to make a bunch of them. I know. I know. (laughs) And I'm not even that good at it. I just need to. Right. When you have those things, Mm -hmm. there's a reason for that. Right. So they would throw that in for healing. And I love the symbolism of that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this was the wreath from last year. This is the wreath of the new Right. We're letting that go. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Many cultures invited their ancestors to sit by the fire with them. Mm -hmm. Now, this this is what you were referring to before. Right. When you were saying, like, this is very similar to Samhain. Like, Mm -hmm. Samhain was like, okay, let's invite the ancestors in and let's celebrate them. It was never spooky. Mm -hmm. Beltane was equally as into the spirits. Right. But we don't talk about that now. No. I don't know why, because I think the big religious figure rises from the dead at this time. So you'd think that would be the spooky zombie time. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't make the rules clearly. Well, we only talk about it in that reference, like that resurrection. You don't talk about it like a spirit. Yes. Even that, like in the Christian religion, we're not talking of like you're, it's told to you like it's literal. Right. Like it's a literal human being that died and then was yes. resurrected we're not right. like it, you can't even in that frame talk about like spirit or anything like that very true very you know? true it's and i mean i've gone on this tangent a million times so i'll spare everybody but like they weren't like channeling ghosts and like being spooky no they were just calling in their ancestors and honoring them and mm-hmm. celebrating them and like communicating with them because right. that was normal mm-hmm. that was very normalized mm-hmm. I get bitter about it because when you grow up as someone who that's really easy for you to do. Right. Like you're just born a person that like communicating with spirits and ancestors is right. just easy. Mm-hmm. And you grow up in a culture that tells you that that's, there's something wrong with you or it's evil or it's supposed to look mm-hmm. scary like on TV. Mm-hmm. You get to be a little bit of a bitter Betty about it yeah. when you're like, why are we still misrepresenting this so much? Right. And some cultures have done a better job at holding that like day of the dead and if like yes. that's something which would be like considered most people that honor that are in a religious are in a religion right right but they still respect the altar of their ancestors like mm-hmm. feeding the ancestors there there are some communities that have held on to that yes thank goodness right thank goodness. but this like overly colonized white people us like <laughs> us. our our cultures have yeah. had to let that go yeah, and it's it's only hurting us. It's only hurting us. Yeah, everybody. no, it's time to yeah. take it back. Yes, exactly. Um, in Scotland, fires were lit from what was known as the need fire. Mm-hmm. The need fire was created by friction from a wheel. Okay. I love that yeah. very much. But the need fire was meant only for cooking. Okay. And it was like the ritual that no other fires be lit. 
Okay. So in a lot of places, not just Scotland, mm-hmm. in a lot of places, the this was a new fire being lit. Okay. Okay. So in some places like Scotland, the fire was going out on May Eve and mm-hmm. a new one was being lit on Beltane. Gotcha. Okay. So this is a brand new fire to symbolize a brand new season. Start, right. We're not bringing the old stuff from the old fire into the new season. Fresh start. Symbolism that I feel like we could currently use. Agreed. But let's not bring all that stuff with us. Let's 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 take that fire down and light it. Yeah, down. exactly. Start fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So in Scotland, you could keep a fire only for cooking. It couldn't be used for anything else, and they called that the need fire. Okay. Okay. Um, there was a tradition to take home a piece of the smoldering fire mm-hmm. that was like lit to light your own. So you have to you have to imagine if you don't know what a bale fire is, it's mm-hmm. basically a bonfire. Exactly. So it's a big, huge, huge. fire. Right. Yes. So there would be one lit in like your village, mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of tradition where you would go, you would take a smoldering piece from that fire right. and light your own fire. And again, the symbolism of that with community, with we're all taking from this one thing. Right. What that does, even if you're not really thinking too much about it, but the energy of that yeah. in like a community is very powerful. Yeah, because you're all then in your individual homes Yeah. using that same fire. Yes. I still see people do in like um, different, you know, pagan circles, like witches' circles and things like that. I see people doing... Like, here's one candle. Everyone light a candle from that. Well, that even happens in Christian communities. Like, on Christmas Eve, they'll do that. Well, because we know they're not original. Right. Yeah. Like, but that, you light all the candles from one. Yeah. So that symbolism, you can do that, too, Mm -hmm. is my point, too. Mm -hmm. Like, that symbolism is very important and still in our culture now. Right. Okay. Um, Oh, the other part of that fire that you're taking home, like, so you go, you get a piece of the fire... There's tradition that you can't give any of your piece away. Okay. So you can't, like, if I take a piece from the fire and you're walking to the fire and you're like, oh my God, I don't feel like schlepping all the way. Right. Can I take a piece of yours? No, you have to go get it. No. Get your own piece of fire. Um, It was just because then you wouldn't have taken the fire from someone else. And that that would have given you bad luck. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Okay. They also believed... For the same reason mm-hmm. that you can't give this away because the fae could be tricking you. Oh, really? So there is a belief that fairies cannot make their own fire. They okay. have to get it from a human. Okay. All right. This is an old pagan belief. Yes. But fairies are tricky. So mm-hmm. there was this fear that fae would disguise themselves as somebody and say, can I have some of your fire? And then... You have to gift it to them. So you're gifting it to them. And you're giving them your energy. Your fire. And now you've entered. We know if you've listened to our Faye episode. People love that episode, by the way. I'm just going to say. It's a good one. We if you have so listened, much feedback every go. time we play it. I know. Go listen to it if yeah. you haven't. But that now you've entered into a contract with a Faye. And now they have power <laughs> over you. And that's bad news bears. This is very like Rumpelstiltskin energy. It is. But also, they're not just like murdering you. No. But of all of a sudden, like, your crops don't do as well. Or what I can think of in the modern day is, Mm -hmm. like, shit starts to go missing in your house all over the place. Mm -hmm. My first question to people when they tell me that, I remember saying this to your daughter. I'm like, what what contract did you enter? 
what did you invite a fae to do that exactly. you shouldn't have? Like, yep. where were you not holding your boundaries as good as you should have, right? Your energetic boundaries, exactly. Yeah, so like that, I mean, I mm-hmm. form the question different to different yes. people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that still, I think, is a thing that happens. But like, mm-hmm. that's how aware of that our ancestors were and how much yep. importance they placed on it. That it was like in Beltane tradition right. that you have to go get your own piece of fire and you cannot gift it. Yeah, there are like rules about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous yeah. to not have boundaries. No, keep your keep your own shit. <laughs> People can get their own. Get, get your own. Get your own fire. Get your own fire. I'll walk with I mean, you. Part of the community, right? Like, yeah. we, we want you to have the community fire. But, like, you can go get your own. I'll have mine. We're good. Well, you know, it reminds me of the energy of when... This is just a very weird side note tangent, mm-hmm. but we're all used to that. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of when this grinds my gears every time there's a bunch of celebrities doing like a telethon or whatever oh. a pledge-a-thon I, yeah. trying to ask us peasants to pledge our money and I'm yeah. like you're millionaires yeah, let me see your bank account how much are you being paid to be here <laughs> just donate that and we'll fix it exactly. all of you give some of your money it drives me crazy it's yep. sort of that like you go the rest of the way. I'll help you get there. Are you having trouble getting to the fire? Let me help you there. Well, it's like passing the buck. Like, if yeah. if we are a part of a community, yeah, then we all need to do yeah. our share. Yeah. If someone can't get to the fire, you help them to the fire. Exactly. To thing. Yeah. All right. Weird side note, but I just really hate that. It doesn't, it's never made sense to Agreed. me. I don't know if this is an autism thing or what, but it's like, what, I just remember watching those being like, you're rich. I've had the thought watching things like that, like if I was that celebrity, I'd be I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be waiting for someone to call. I'd be waiting for you to call me out and be like, "What are I'd you doing?" I'd be waiting for someone to be like, "Jamie, yeah. you have yeah. twenty million dollars. Right? It's like, Why wait, are we? We don't even have health care. Why are you asking us to donate money? <laughs> Ask another country or something. We're poor. Okay, let me start on health care, okay. man. I mean, I would like to get you started on health care, but I'm not going to. All right, Fix it. I think we need to gather ourselves. Okay. After We're getting upset, Bernie Sanders and fix okay. this shit. So we'll go do that, and we'll be right back. Hey, y'all! It's Jamie with a little shameless self promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki, so I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me if you'd like some distance Reiki. Get in touch with me, and we will set it up for you. with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. I had an obsessed segment, okay. but I I'm switching it. Oh, you like may- a la- I don't know what either of them are, so I'm no, I'm in the dark. No, but you said something. I don't know what when we were in this last segment. Oh, that made me think that I want you to share with the class. I still haven't heard this myself. Oh, 
I know it's really like really putting you on the spot. <laughs> I want to hear about Stonehenge. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Did you? Because yeah. I didn't have that until that thought until like literally 13 minutes ago. So I was like, <laughs> she's probably going to ask me that. So I should organize a story in my head. But she might not ask me that because I haven't actually got to tell her it yet. This is how intuitive she is. But well, you already you knew it all... before I knew it. I think we just know each other very well. You yeah. said something about pagan something oh, fires, yeah. and I was like, Stonehenge. I haven't heard about it yet. I went to Stonehenge. How was it? It was amazing. It was like everything that the people say. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is that people are very mixed about the reviews of it. Some people are like, that's nothing. How boring. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to. They don't get it. I don't want to call anyone out, but I saw I saw some comments on maybe some like Facebook posts of yours oh, yeah. or uh, no on Facebook or Matt's. Matt maybe maybe Matt yeah. and someone was like most boring thing ever. Oh yeah, but it had the energy of like how I talk about Plymouth Rock, <laughs> yes. which is different because that's like a coloniz that's like colonization, that, right? That's like a different vibe, but like right. But this also when wasn't you live someone near from someone, the area. Oh, it wasn't? No. It's like, but why would you yuck someone's yum like that? Like if someone's posting. Yuck someone's yum. What? What? Don't yuck my yum. You've never heard that? All right. Someone out there has. You have never said that before. No, I say it to my kids. I'm like, don't yuck my yum. They learned it in school. You don't yuck someone's yum, even if you don't like it. Okay. Now we're obsessed with this. Okay. We've deviated. We've. I'm obsessed with that saying. I'm sorry. Okay. If you like some, if you don't like something, that's okay because someone else does. That's their yum. Yeah, and you know what I mean. There's a lot of people who do that, but it's right. just like they have to rain on other people's parades instead of being like, "How cool you got to go there? What did you think? Right. Even if you didn't care for it, right? You don't have to tell me that you didn't like it, right? And even if like if you are just seeing Stonehenge as like a bunch of rocks, then yes. That's boring, probably. Yeah. Yes. But if you start thinking about like how did how did people from that time move those rocks? How did they? Yes. How did they get that way? Why are they lined up with stars? Like, and they that's still a don't. Story. They still don't know how. I did right. the tours. Mm-hmm. One thing I love about our listeners is they saw me post the in stories, like the pictures. Yeah. And in one of them, I had headphones on. Yeah. And they were messaging me and commenting like, I bet you're listening to a tour. Because I'm the only one with headphones on. Like, my whole family is there. You're... <laughs> That's how much our listeners know, know you. That I love a tour. Exactly. I live for a tour. Right. I know you do. Yeah. So I was like... Absorbing My own all. personal tour in my head. Tell like, me in my ears. all the facts. Tell I went, me I, the data. I went around... <laughs> well, we went around once. Like, I just, like, experienced it. And mm-hmm. then we went around, twi- like, two more times. Right. So that I could listen to the tour twice. So I could, like, really absorb all the facts. And by the third the time kids were around, like, they were like, Mom. Get on the tour bus. And I was like, listen, I took you to Disney World. This is Disney. This is my Disney World. I will go around as many times as That's I That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was amazing. You loved it. I loved it. You can feel the energy of it before you get there. Like, you can start to feel it. Something that's weird that I found weird mm-hmm. is that it's right by the road. Okay. Like, there's a highway, and it's, it's like, from... I'm driving on the highway. Yep. It's from me to the wall. That's, like, what... That's what the, the pyramids are. Yeah, they're, like, Egypt. right they're there. They're, like, right on, a, on the city. Yeah. It's, right. like, Buckingham Palace is just, like, right in the middle of London. Wow. I know. Sorry. So I, I gotta know. get there. Okay. Anyways, um... So that was weird, but then you mm-hmm. drive up, it's a whole thing, 
We also took a, a bus there yeah. where they give you facts the whole way. Love. Two hour drive. I was in my glory. Yeah, I bet you were. I was just like, I wish I had a notepad. <laughs> um, I did take notes in my phone. I bet you did. Okay. So they don't know how our ancestors moved these rocks, but they do know that the, they came from like miles and miles away. They weren't okay. lo- they weren't like around. Right. They okay. just pick them up. Yeah. Right. So they, they still don't know. Okay. They perfectly line up with all of the Sabbaths. They the equinoxes they perfectly line up with. Right. And what you're seeing is just like the inner part. There was much more before. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Okay. There like if you go into the to the museum part, yeah. You can do like a interactive thing where like you can see the whole thing like you feel like you're standing in it that's cool i spent a lot of time in there okay so we get there first of all the energy is strong like really really powerful you can start Mm -hmm. to feel it there's also like wind whipping because it's like a big field right i the first thing i do is look and matt goes look over there there's a freaking bunny in the middle of it (gasps) you texted me about that i did talk about symbolism yeah that's incredible so of course I get like emotional. Right. I get emotional as we're pulling up. I'm weeping just looking at it, and <laughs> I'm sitting next to Riley, who has just gotten car sick, and he's like, "Cool, like this." I'm like, great mom. ah. "Mom's crying about bunnies." Again. I mean, I wasn't making noise, but right. there was just like a lot, of, and I couldn't speak because I was right. like, Ugh. "But like, it, you could just feel something." I love that. But as you walked around it, and my kids commented on this too, I wasn't the only crazy mm-hmm. person. You could feel different kinds of frequencies. Okay. So like you could like feel, changing. yeah, you could feel it hitting your heart chakra. Then you would mm. walk a little further and you could hear, like feel it go up to your throat. Like, and so I was feeling it and I was like commenting with my kids and Gavin, especially like he was actually feeling it in different places than I was. So love, I think love. that really speaks to frequency. Yeah. It's hitting you different places. You can almost hear a tone. So do you think that that's from the placement of the rocks or do you think that that's like, or do you think that that area is like a portally vibey I think, place i think both probably okay. i think you so they don't know what it was used for okay but upon virgin sacrifices that's that's one of the things that people used to say that because they so mad they thought it was like the druids but it was before the druids it was the pagans mm-hmm. okay i happened to find a guy in the museum who knew a lot about him had some conversations with him about him. of course my buddy yeah um and we talked about how it was clearly a place for ritual, but also for healing. Yes. Because I was like, how come I can feel frequency? And he was like, oh, well, they used to do healing rituals and healing ceremonies right. here. So, because right. I, and I was like, so sh- when I was walking around, I had this urge to like choose things to heal. Love. And so he was like, yes, that's what we believe they did. <gasps> he was like showing me Love these it. like old text things about that. Very cool. He, he also then brought me to an area where he showed me, like, here, we were making, like, these triangle arrowheads. But look, over in Japan, they would have never known. They were making them just the same. And I was like, bro, we're friends. This Best is, friends, yeah. yeah. But so that's the kind of vibe there. So people are walking around. You can see a lot, like, some people are very emotional. Yeah. Some people are just, like, cool. Like, this is one of the wonders of the world, so I'm, like, here to see it. And, like, that's fine. Right. But if you're, like, a straight muggle, like a straight-up muggle, yeah. you're not into frequencies, you don't, you're don't, you not no. open to feeling things like that. Like, right. That's going to read as super boring. I mean, it just looks, like, historic. Right. But even, even the muggly muggles mm-hmm. were asking a lot of questions and commenting with mm-hmm. each other, because, you know, I'm paying attention to what everyone's right. saying, about, like, 
how did they do this? Right. Because that that rock's too heavy for anyone to lift. And how do they get it up that high? Like, yeah. so even if that's all you're doing, you're like, this is before the wheel was invented. It was probably aliens. <laughs> I mean, that's what Matt says. <laughs> did he? Yeah. <laughs> Matt's like, this is definitely aliens. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but they've had people like, um, groups of, of people mm-hmm. drag stones like the miles and to see how long it would take them and it was it's like forever yeah it's not right. possible to right. just drag them so they did something they had some way of doing it I but it, it. it is like the pyramids yeah yeah but I would say go see it it's really awesome I was like send I was texting you like I'm sending you energy from yes. the stones like yes. you can just feel the power of yeah. it and you can just go like there was there's definitely magic here. Like people couldn't even stomp it out. Like at one point it was just a rest stop. Like you, anyone could pull over and go there. Really? People would just sit on it and eat their sandwiches. And people would like, they had to stop that because people were taking pieces of the rocks. Oh no. No. But it's still magical. But it's, it hasn't stomped any of that exactly. out. Exactly. Right. So yeah. I love that you got to go there. Me too. Yay. Thanks for letting me go on a tangent about it. I love it. Okay. So back to Beltane. Mm-hmm. We we're talking a little bit about the Fae and the fairies. Yes. This, aside from Midsummer, mm-hmm. which is the richest in fairy lore of all of the Sabbaths. Right. This one would be second and like a, a pretty close second. Okay. Where I think with like Midsummer, there's a lot more of like warding them off. Mm-hmm. This one's a lot more of like paying homage, but like protecting yourself from them, like right. setting some boundaries. Yep. So, Holding the line. Yep. Yes. So a lot of times around this time of year, children would wear daisy chains around their neck for Mm -hmm. protection. Mm -hmm. So if you're drawn to like a little daisy outfit in the spring or like that's not you being basic again. Don't start with me with this thing that we only say to women. Right. Men who are all wearing the same suit, picking fantasy football teams, being the same person. But right. women are basic. Stop. Right. For no, wearing just, like a sunflower dress in just the witches. spring. We're witches. Right. Livestock were fed dillweed. Oh, dillweed. To protect them from fae. Huh. I know. Interesting. I thought so too. Hot coals huh. were tossed into the fresh butter to protect it from the fae. Okay. If it was too hot, they couldn't take it apparently. Okay. Lots of ringing bells, mm-hmm. as you remember Always. from Yule, the same thing. Right. I mean, they're really everywhere. Right. But they had them on their altars. They were rung at sunrise in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. They were on the Morris dancers, who are the dancers that dance around the maypole. That's what they're called. Yep. They do a fertility dance around the maypole. Right. Again, we'll get to that. But they were on their shoes or around their ankles. And then wind chimes. Yes. People put their wind chimes out. Right. I love a wind chime. I know you do. That's why. Right, exactly. I mean, I do like the sound, but right. like, it's literally in your DNA. Right. Yeah. I feel you like can, I'm you hitting can. the microphone and the stuff around me a lot today. We're into it. We're into it. A lot of hand motions. Nice. Sorry. Well, we haven't recorded in a while. Well, yeah, but they don't know that, Jamie. Well, I mean, it's been a while, everybody. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> so, Chinese tradition. I think this is a super cool one. Mm-hmm. So there's a Chinese tradition of men walking around the village, reminding everyone to put out their fires the night before Beltane. And then everyone would eat cold food that night. Mm -hmm. So this would be a night you'd have a salad. Love. Yeah. Cool. Because you're putting out the fire. So they didn't have like the need fire like in Scotland. It was just like, let's prep stuff. Right. The fire goes out. We eat that and we eat cold food. Yeah. And then that becomes the tradition. Yeah. Right. I like that. I love it. Okay. 
there, so we mentioned this in a previous episode, mm-hmm. but I love it. So I'm going to mention it again. Like we, so we have episodes like that cover all of the Sabbaths kind of together to show general, you like the wheel right. of the year in yeah. general. So I mentioned this here, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it again because I love it. But men would propose to women with flowers. Yes. So they would yes. climb in the Alps. They would climb up. Mm-hmm. There's this flower called Edelweiss. Yes. Like the song from the sound of music. Yes. They would climb up and they would get that flower. It only grew up there. Yep. So the man was like, I climbed all the way up the Alps. Otherwise, I couldn't have got this. Right. Will you marry me? Love. And again, they weren't saying marry. Correct. But you know what I mean. Yep. Will you be in a hand fasting ceremony and can we be committed to each other? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it wasn't even always forever. It was like, no, we don't want to. Right. Which makes more sense. (laughs) It's not legally binding, so right. There were no you con- can leave like when you want contracts, to. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think I said it in the other episode, but that reminds me of Tangled. Oh yeah, when they when Mother Gothel goes and steals the yeah that special flower. Yeah, to keep her young. Yeah, yeah. I just think you see that theme, the a symbolism lot. of that. Yeah. yeah, and I just don't think we can kill that. Like, no. Again, you're not basic if you want flowers. No, I love flowers. I mean, you have your your like capitalistic rants about certain flowers. Being, we did talk about spending this. too much money. Yes, I'm right. sure you have that around this time of year too. But right. no, just don't, no, it's just like the Valentine's Day seventy five dollar dozen red roses thing that yeah is too much for me. You don't care for that. That's capitalism. That's capitalism. You're yeah. not mad at the people buying it. Uh-uh. You're mad that it's been marked up like that. Correct. For a holiday. So they're ruined. Yes. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> the Great Rite, this is from Beltane. Mm-hmm. It has to be, if not the most, top three, most misunderstood pagan tradition. Okay. Okay. Misunderstood, but also misrepresented. Okay. So the Great Rite is exactly what you're imagining it is. Like R-I-T-E? Yes. Okay. Okay. But this is found in, like, literally every pagan culture I could find has a version of this okay. that is done at... Beltane in their part of the world. So remember, we're talking Northern Hemisphere time. So Southern Hemisphere has the same thing, just flipped. Okay, the dates are different, but Mm -hmm. it's the same stuff. Yeah. So this symbolizes the sexual union between the god and the goddess. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is a ritual performed with a man and a woman. A man places a knife in a chalice that the woman is holding. Yes. That's what they were doing. They weren't going into a cave and having sex. Sex. They were going like knife, the knife chalice, chalice, yes. or symbolic. Yes, it was a man and a woman to represent the parts. It had nothing to do with saying like two men can't have sex, two women can't have sex. There were no rules like that. No, it's correct. Exactly. See what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's about it's about bringing together. It's about balance. Everything is about balance it, and energy. Right. And so like, you're bringing together the male part, the female part. Yes. Together, symbolically. Does it mean that that men can't have sex with men or women can't have sex with women? Exactly. Or that there's other genders? It just means that, like, that's part of that, like, bringing together of things. It wasn't excluding anyone. Right. Because it wasn't about that. Exactly. It was about reproduction. Yes. You also have to picture a time when women weren't only, you know, controlled and valued for their ability to reproduce. Right. 
So you don't have that weighing on, like, mm-hmm. oh, the woman's holding the goddamn chalice. Like, I know, I, I, I get it. Yes. But back then, that women were... It was a different n- lens. They weren't treated that way. We Correct. weren't controlled for our ability to no. birth. No, and we were honored for that. That, yes. was, that was something of honor. Exactly. So, But it wasn't all of us. It wasn't the only thing. It wasn't the only thing. This was just honoring creation. Correct. This was not saying this is... The only way that, you know, the gods allow sex. No, right. Are, there's so many stories of the gods having sex with each other and the goddesses having sex. Like, right. that was not a thing. No. This is the time of year where they're thinking of the planet with abundance and fertility and their livestock Cross. procreating. Right. And like, right. not... Not like romantic love. Yeah, And like, yeah. love making. I don't no. like that word, but like... <laughs> Can tell by the face you made when you said it. <laughs> it's not that. No. But right. we but we hear it and we think about it through this frame of this like sort of warped sexuality that we have. Yeah. So it, it feels weird. You have to kind of at least remove it for a little bit and then hopefully start to like rewrite it for yourself. Exactly. And the the two people who would do this ceremony were not necessarily even people who we're in a relationship. Together, right? No, it was just like an honor that like mm-hmm. you probably did a lot for the community over the winter, the tough part. Right. So you were honored for that by being right. asked to be a part of this ritual. The ceremony. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like, ooh, the the uh, virgin and the, you know, right. whatever. Like mm-hmm. it, that, none of that was there. Right. We've added all that. Correct. The other thing that I still hear people criticize about this, like even when I was, you know, researching for this episode, I saw a ton of it. And it really, it gets me. Okay. So I'm going to try to be calm about it because it irritates me a lot because <laughs> I feel like a broken record and right now I'm preaching to the choir where like everyone understands this for the most part. Who's listening? Okay. Right? But like, so I'm getting mad okay. at the wrong people. But I want, I think that you will understand my rage of okay. this misconception. <laughs> A lot of criticism of this because like patriarchal religion mostly Mm -hmm. is saying, but the God is the goddess's son. Oh, right. Yeah, we have talked about this. So this is incest. This is like all these stories that they create of like the woman having sex with her son. Yep. Ugh. (laughs) No. Rant about it. This is because people don't understand symbolism. Well, and because... Because we're taught to take things so literally. Yeah, and they're and we're they're also trying to villainize and make this like right bad and icky and gross. Right. And especially if there's a woman involved, they have to like chop her down a little. Yeah, any angle to make it yeah discredited. Okay, so here's the thing: feminine energy and masculine energy. Mm-hmm. I know you get squidgy about this in a good way because right. it needs to be protected, but right. it is not about gender. Correct. It has nothing to do right. with gender. It has to do with energy. Yeah. Okay. So masculine energy and feminine energy. Feminine energy recycles. Mm-hmm. Masculine energy goes out, mm-hmm. dies, and recreates. Right. Okay. And I don't mean like like a man just dies. Like no, no. you know what I'm trying right. to say. Yep. It ends and then it regenerates and starts right. again. Yep. Okay. Just think of every little part of how that anatomy works, and mm-hmm. you can understand that. Okay. Correct. Again, it's not about gender. It's about energetically how these things happen for creation. Right. Creation's not the be all end all, everybody. But like at this time, 
it was so important because it was the only way to survive was the creation of the crops was the livestock giving birth like it was Mm -hmm. the only way so that's why it was being so celebrated Or or to create more people to then like take care of the farm farm and right like we're overpopulated now but then if you wanted to keep your family alive you needed people to help on that farm the only way your legacy and energy kept going right and to and also just to stay alive yes correct yes absolutely it was a miracle if kids Mm -hmm. made it past the age of three right like this is what we're celebrating this is what we're talking about right and so in when we talk about the god and the goddess it's the same goddess Mm -hmm. she's not dying she's going through she's the maiden then she's the mother then she's the crone she's going through and she's never dying she's just recycling herself right it's like the apple on the tree it falls on the ground and it goes in and the seed grows and like that's feminine energy yes that's why the apple is connected to women that's why the apple is like the villain in the story of adam and eve oh my god so many tangents exactly just can't but the god the male energy dies yes and the female energy mourns until it is reborn. Exactly. So this symbolism is what they're talking about. Yep. It's not the same goddess, this one human, as having sex with a man and they have a baby and the old man dies and then the baby grows up old enough and she has sex with him. That is not what it is. No. Never was. No. It's energy. Correct. It's not humans. Right. That's what we exactly. were talking about. But this, right. is, this is where we're vilified. Right. Were these like ideas that witches are in sex cults? Exactly. I have never been approached to be in a sex cult, and maybe no. that has more to do with like my appearance than the. But like, I've been around a lot of witches my whole life. <laughs> no, that's it's just never a come story. up. Never come up. Yeah. There's a lot of empowering sexuality. Yes. That. But I, but that's not a thing in this community. Mm-hmm. No, it's not here. No, I've been to all the places. I went to Stonehenge, you guys. Exactly. I've been to Salem. Yeah, many times. Many times. Okay. Like I said before, it marks the time to begin planting. Mm-hmm. So this is why we're celebrating this. It wasn't just like, ooh, yay. Right. It's almost summer. It's right. It's like, plant shit, everybody. Yes. So let's celebrate that because yeah. that's what we were revolving around. Yeah. I mean, I can't help to think like if we really did grow our own food and maybe hunt your own food if you eat meat Mm -hmm. how much a better of a relationship we would have with food and with the earth and with the earth yeah i mean as someone who struggles with that relationship with food right i just think like that must have been such a different time yes where i mean i'll take this struggle over not like starving to death which is what they were struggling i'm not trying to make it sound like oh it was so easy for them but do you know what i mean like they just had a very different relationship to food well there's an appreciation yeah if you have to sort of struggle to get it and catch it and take care of it and not let it spoil can you tell i've watched all seasons of alone i was just gonna say can i reveal that jamie actually watched a lot you didn't watch star wars not yet but we'll get her there but you did watch alone watched every single season yeah and so you even watching your it just watching that makes you feel a different relationship to food don't you think like because you you're watching people having to feed themselves yeah and having no other choice yeah i mean they can tap out and go home it's not it's not like that (laughs) dire but you know it it changes the respect that you have for the land and the animals and 
the I don't know if our listeners have watched that show, but even you should it's a, it's a show. It's not just about survival stuff. It's about like the psychological journey of being a human. Yes. Yeah, so it's so like, if you like that, you'll like the show. It's like it's a sort of a reality show, but not like cheesy and awful and terrible. It's like right. real reality. Yeah. And even even like the most you know quote unquote masculine guys on there who are hunters and like yeah. would not. Military men, yeah. You'll hear almost, and I tracked it because I was watching it. You were watching it in a row, yeah. (laughs) Almost every single person was like thankful and grateful and actually spoke out loud their thanks for their food that they caught. Yeah, some people would like weep over it. And the one guy who made fun of it, he fell and broke his leg. And had to get like med flighted out. And I was uh-huh. like, this guy just was joking <laughs> about how all the hippies were telling him to thank the food. Yeah. And he just he fucking broke his, his ankle. <laughs> no ritual. Bam. I don't I just want the listeners to know the joy I'm getting from you talking about the show because this is one of those things. Uh, we in my family call this like a cop salad moment. And that's a reference to modern family, which I know you don't watch because oh, you no. don't watch shows like that have any comedy in them. For unrelated reasons, but <laughs> there is this whole thing where Claire is the wife and yeah. her husband, like she, they keep trying to figure out why she's mad at him. And she's actually mad at him because she was telling him about this really great Cobb salad and he wasn't listening and was just like, whatever, just no, you got to try it. And then some guy tells him about it and he goes and tries it and, oh. writes about it and then tells her about it and she's <laughs> yes. pissed. Yes. And so I just feel like that happens a lot in marriages, right? Yes. But this is kind of a Cobb salad moment mm-hmm. with none of the anger at you. Yeah. But like, I have been trying to get you to watch the show yes. and then your husband's like, why don't you try the Cobb salad? I've you? literally been... We went to dinner yeah. with you and Matt and yeah. my husband, Billy. Yeah. And, and, and the three of you were talking about yeah. it. And I was like, I'm not watching that. I know. I could so see. So stubborn. So resistant. So resistant. <laughs> so resistant. Yes. But I had some time. You did. Yeah. I had some time where I was recouping. From, yeah. And so <laughs> Billy was trying to keep me sane. Yes. And I had watched all of True Blood. This is a total like side tangent. I, Sorry, everybody. But no, like, we don't apologize. For I watched all of True Blood. Yes, you did. I read those books a million years ago. I'd like to yeah. say that. Those books are great. Yeah. But I was like, what do I do now? And Billy was like, why don't you try this? And I was like, yeah. fine. There's also like a million seasons to watch. That's yeah. the thing. So I yeah. think he knew that. He was trying to like yeah. gear me up for right. being occupied. So yeah. I was like, fine, I'll try it. And then I was like, yeah. did you guys see what happened on Chilco Lake? <laughs> Do you see that shelter they built? And I have been telling you, like, this is a show about human behavior. You'll like it. Like, I know. Oh my god, so good. I mean, the two of us. Mm-hmm. If you were like, you guys are on the show. I think we would last. We'd probably do like a nice walk to <laughs> see the land, as long as the terrain wasn't too tough. Yeah. And as long, like, one of my items would be a snack because I'm not going to bother packing any of those stuff. I know I'm not staying very long, right? Oh, I'm bringing like a gill net. I know I've got. I know everything. <laughs> you know your stuff, okay? But the thing is, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going on that show. Well, this is I, my point. We are not equipped. We we cannot survive. We're no. dead. We're tapping out after our our hike and our snacks run out. We're done because you and I aren't building a shelter. No, but I do feel like I'm expert enough that like I should be a consultant. <laughs> 
you're going to consult a I'll person you, out there? I'm going to give you a strategy. Okay, yeah. Okay. And like what kind of shelter to build. Okay. How to approach the hunting. So alone, but I'm not doing it. TV show alone. If you're looking for a consultant, Jamie is available. Or if you want to sponsor us. Yes, that too. <laughs> I mean, so you're, so my point is that we're both these people who are not equipped. We do not have what it takes. No, no, We will not make it very long. Even the two of us working together, it's basically two people with very similar skill sets. It's not a good idea. It's over. Okay. We're not doing well. We get one hike in and we're tapping the button. But. (laughs) Hike. Hike. Walk. I'm doing the hike. Jamie's walking begrudgingly behind. Exactly. she doesn't want to. She's trying to find a shelter. Yeah. Okay. So, but while we watch the show. Do we act as if we're unequipped? No, we act oh, like the I biggest judgy pants. Yes. I can't believe they're doing that as if we have any idea. It, like, so you start out watching it and like the first few episodes, you're like just in awe of these humans. Yep. And then you become this judgy person. No, I'm literally like, if you're not getting fish from that spot, then you need to walk <laughs> down the river and try a different spot. I'm literally saying that yes. out loud on my couch. Yes. Like go somewhere else, Bobby. So there's one guy, do you remember he like... This is a thing that happens when you're starving, but he like had all this food and he hoarded it and he didn't eat Dave. it. You remember his name? Dave, he didn't eat it and they pulled him and he yes. had like, he had 30 yes. half fish fillets that he yes. didn't eat. I was screaming at him before they pulled him. I, I was know. telling him. I know. He yeah. didn't listen. No, but what the hell do I know? I can't even, sometimes I forget stuff at the grocery store and I have a list. Anyways. All right. Get okay. back to Beltane, but watch alone if you haven't. Yes. And they should sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> okay. So there were many rituals that farmers would do. Speaking of your rituals, the guy broke his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Segway. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Segway back. Yes. That he didn't modern farmers land. still do. Yes. And they're pagan rituals. Correct. But they're not going to admit it. No. They're not going to tell you. Correct. It's just the fact that a freaking almanac... Almanac. Almanac, yeah. The farmer's almanac, yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Okay. But you have to imagine our ancestors also with no modern farming techniques. I think you should go back and say that again. (laughs) The farmer's almanac part? Yeah. Do people realize? That it's predictions? They're predictions about the weather, about the seasons. The people go in the store and buy them and like plan their, well, their crops around, but like plan their winters around. Yes. That's, I just that's witchcraft. This is my childhood. This is what I just want you to picture as this person who doesn't understand how anything works. Humans don't make sense to them. I don't get it. Everything to me seems different and energetic and magical, but everyone's pretending it's not, but it's bad. But then they're like, but let me just buy this almanac that predicts. And I'm like, what? What is happening? It's just over and over again. And also cool. Like, so cool. Buy the almanac. But like, I, don't, I bought one every year and I'm not a farmer, Jamie. Right, but then don't be like, oh, yeah. intuition. That's crazy oh, talk. Oh, but yeah. let me consult my farmer's yes. almanac to see like when would, to plant things. I would read it cover to cover. And then when there was like a bunch of tornadoes and stuff, I'd be like, well, if you read the almanac, you, you would have seen known. why that was happening. Yeah. Yes. This gets me so spicy. <laughs> God. No. But we're the weirdos. Right. But okay. that's what people are always sort of picking and choosing what of intuition or what of magic yeah. they want to buy into. Yeah. Right. And everything else is shit. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. It gets me mad. Okay. So picture our pagan ancestors mm-hmm. without an almanac. Correct. 
passing the information to each other. But mm-hmm. they also don't have any modern techniques in this in the sense of like, oh, it's super rainy this season. So we need to we know that we need to make these adjustments. Like mm-hmm. this is not there's no like tools to know that's coming, is my point. Correct. Aside from intuition. Right. And aside from ritual. Mm-hmm. Now that we still have now we have them. Yes. We have amazing ones. Yep. But we're still doing the rituals. Exactly. So they work. They're very important. Right. You're going to fall in alone and break your leg and get med-flighted. Because you wanted to make fun of thanking the land. Dumb. Right. You be nice to the land, <laughs> dummies. Okay. So, one of my favorite, absolute favorite ones, mm-hmm. I've mentioned it before, I'll mention it every time I'm given a chance, Okay. is that women would ride basalms, which were brooms, same thing, yes. around the field for fertility. Right. And if you happen... To be on your period, you were menstruating on Beltane. Yep. You were the freaking bell of the ball. Exactly. Because all the farmers wanted you to ride through their fields and bleed all over it. Exactly. On your broom. The broom, by the way, I've heard some wacky things of what people witches did with brooms. Yes. That what they think they did. None of that's right. I know. It was to clear energy. So they're clearing the energy of the land. Sweeping. And then our ancestors knew the value of that blood. Because the blood is in the cycle of fertility, of creating a human. Yes. So the so then you want to create food, you call that energy in. And think of all of the stuff that would be good for the earth that's probably in that blood. Right. Yes. Like, like of course that makes sense. Yeah. But now... I mean, I don't get my period anymore, but back when I did, if I went up to a farmer and was like, hey, can I run around your field and bleed all over it on a broom? I would have been like arrested. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, people do that. Women women put their menstrual blood on their plants. Yes. And it's like the craziest thing that people have heard. Farmers will have like livestock that's bleeding walk around their fields. They will have they will get women's period blood and right. put it in there. It still happens. Right. Just sneakily. Exactly. Another one is that the ashes from the Beltane fire, mm-hmm. they were considered sacred, same as menstrual blood. Mm-hmm. Um and they were scattered on the land for the crops. Mm-hmm. They were also worn around people's necks. Um, women trying to get pregnant especially would. And when I say trying to get pregnant, they might not be actually like attempting it and struggling. They mm-hmm. just might be like, my goal I'm this ready. year right. is to manifest a pregnancy. Right. Okay. Um, one thing that I think is funny is like modern scientists are very proud of themselves. I love scientists. I'm just I do saying, too. But we're a little slow on the going like, oh yes, now we've proven that it's real. Right. So I get a little right, spicy about that. Little, yeah. Right. But modern scientists have now said that the rich nitrogen in the ashes actually does help crops grow. Of course. So listen, again, you always say this. They weren't just picking stuff willy-nilly. No. They knew that. Right. They were observing everything that they did. They, they were observing for like hundreds and thousands of years. They were watching what worked and what didn't. Exactly. Just like they were watching this, literally watching the stars. Yes. So they knew when certain constellations were going to be mm-hmm. back around. Exactly. Because they were observing. So when they're saying the sacred ashes from the Beltane fire right. helped the crops grow, they weren't going because of the nitrogen. 
No. But they also weren't going because of spooky magic. Because they like actually right. knew that would work. Right. And then when you combine that science with ritual, which is just if you've ever tried to manifest anything, is right. what you're doing. That's a spell and a ritual seer episode on spells. People love that episode. They did. Too. They so, really did. Yeah. Um it's just yeah. Yep. Get spicy. I'll I'll really I'll reel it in. We have to talk about the maypole. Mm-hmm. So Morris dancers, that's what they were called. If you're dancing around the maypole, mm-hmm. most places called them a Morris dancer. Okay. So they would be holding ribbons, mm-hmm. usually made from the, so the pole was usually made from the communal pine tree used at Yule. Okay. So you had that's the, cool. you had the Christmas tree. Yeah. It was called the Yule tree. Yep. And then you took that and you used it for the maypole. Mm-hmm. Cycling. Love it. Well, but, and, and, but then it's also all connected. Think it's of all, the symbolism ca- you're of that. carrying the energy through. From an evergreen tree. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Makes sense. Okay. So white ribbons were for the goddess and red are for the god. So oh. you still see white and red ribbons. I also see all kinds of other colors. You do you. Yeah. But they used to use white and red. Okay. The maypole, like we said, is a phallic symbol. Mm-hmm. It is a penis. There are usually eight dancers, one for each sabbat. Makes sense. That's why there's eight. Um... And this is not a closed practice, and this is not a practice where you have to follow it to a T. Right. So if you want to do some kind of maypole thing, mm-hmm. do it however you want. I would just say, like, have a reason for what you're doing. Yes. Have a reason for there being mm-hmm. four of you around it, or whatever you mm-hmm. decide. Right? Like, yep. have a reason for the ribbons you choose. Gotcha. Oh, that's fine, baby. Go I love dance it. around a pole. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it does make me think of how we shame sex workers who dance on a pole, but, like, this is okay. That's a really good point. Okay. I can see you, like, reeling yourself in, so I'll move on. But... It's just because it's explicit. Like, this is, like... It's it's what our society likes. Is like, the it, everything has to be hidden. Yes. So, like, a maypole's okay because it's hidden. It's discreet. Because you can subtle. just say it's a pole. Yeah. But, like, a woman earning money to right. take care of herself and her family... Right. ...is too explicit. Right. Makes no sense. No. Okay. So Beltane also is heavily celebrating women and the goddess, Mm -hmm. which is why it's not a modern holiday. Right. (laughs) We don't like those in our culture. No, we don't. No. Okay. But I would like to point out the placement of Mother's Day Mm. in the month of May. Yes. Because this is when we were celebrating women. Excellent. Not just mothers. We were celebrating everybody. But Yes. Okay. Uh, wreaths were often worn to celebrate. So the May King and May Queen were sometimes crowned. They weren't called that then, but mm-hmm. I still see that. A lot of Southern traditions, it's mm-hmm. like the May Court and the May King and Queen ride oh, in a yeah. float. And, like is, in, and you can wear like the floral headpieces. The wreaths, yes. During, wreaths. during the Maypole. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, I do think that if you're going to wear a flower crown especially if you make it out of real flowers fake ones are fine too Mm -hmm. by the way that you should look at the symbolism of the flowers because they meant a lot to our ancestors Mm -hmm. so i just thought i'd tell you some of them okay um so daffodils were communication of secrets oh in case you were thinking this was a little too love and light for you to wear a hair wreath Mm -hmm. like a flower wreath no. No. So you're basically a spy. So I'm going to wear daffodils because I've always wanted to be a spy. Daisies were simplicity. Um, there's a flower called Heather. I'm aware, yes. Uh-huh. That was powerful women. So if you were a really powerful woman and you wanted to like really pull that in, you would wear 
Heather flowers. Perfect. Boom. Perfect. Jasmine was for night rendezvous. Oh, okay. <laughs> Iris meant frail but hearty. Okay. I think maybe that's lost in translation because I don't really understand mm. that one, but I thought it was funny. Lily of the Valley is death and change. Mm. Still kind of used for that. Yeah. Magnolias were unfolding events. Mums were affection, which a lot of people give mums on Mother's Day. I know because it's like a mom, mom, but it's like affection. That's yeah. What that's... I love magnolia. I know, me too. An orchid is promises kept. Okay. So, oh my God, if I saw someone in an orchid crown, I'd be like, what promise are you keeping? Tell me more. Interesting. Yeah. Pansy, you probably don't want to wear because it's weakness, which I think is funny because we still call people a pansy saying they're weak, right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Roses, depending on the color. Red was for love and fidelity. Pink was for youth. Yellow was for infidelity. <laughs> White was for silence. Oh, really? I know. Imagine if you saw someone with a red and white rose. Wow. Hair wreath, I'd be like, you've had some troubles. Yeah. Friend. Yeah. Sunflowers were powerful or power, power, strength, and watchfulness. Snowdrops were to represent children. Mm-hmm. Tulips, consistency. Um, and the water lily was for otherworldliness and dreams. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so too. So you th- wow. they would choose the flowers for their meaning. And mm-hmm. I, I think that probably in different places, like I, I'm, I'm naming flowers that are clearly like. Uh, like Eastern European and American growing flowers. Like right. these are these are like white culture symbols yeah. that I have. But I'm sure mm-hmm. wherever you were, there's other meanings. There are flowers that mean things everywhere. Exactly. Right. I'm just not qualified yeah. to say the other ones, so I'm nope. sticking to these ones. Gotcha. But whatever culture you practice, it's very easy to find. Yeah. Like what would have been in that area and how people felt about or it. Or those flowers might mean something different in your culture. Exactly. And that's cool too. Exactly. Okay, May baskets still a thing. Yeah, um, they were full of fresh flowers mm-hmm. back in the days. I know sometimes it's like food now. It's yeah. interesting, but or even like Easter baskets. Yes, and they symbolized sacred marriage, not the legal binding contract, but the connection, like yes. in the great rite between right. the god and the goddess. Yep, not the legal ceremony. Right. Okay. Right. Um, many people took nature walks for spiritual connection and like downloads. Okay. Okay. Hello. That's like our version of like taking a stupid walk for my stupid mental health. That's how you would see it. <laughs> That's how they say it on TikTok. <laughs> also, it's how like you the would say it. Of that is how I, I think say you it. love a walk once you're on it. I do. I think it's, it's as long as it's not like really hilly or something. But true. like, if, <laughs> like you're not going to climb something. True. Yeah. But it's getting you to the walk. Yeah. It's hard. That's a side note. But. Um, I don't know. I love a walk. I, Gavin, my son yeah. likes to go on walks all the time. I'm like, oh, you going on a hot girl walk? Like, you can call it that instead of your stupid walk or your stupid mental health. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> what I would like to say is that Native American tribes did vision quests. Yes. This is a closed practice. Yes. Now, you cannot do vision quests the way Native Americans did. You can't do it that way. You okay. can't go like... There's all kinds of stuff about their vision quest. You can find how they did it and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That is closed. If yes. you are not of that culture or specifically invited, you do not do that one. Correct. Okay. I mean, I think you can go and have them guide you on that, but you have to compensate them and be respectful. Yes. You're not going to go on your own vision quest no. as a white person. Please don't. And then do your totem animals. 
God, no. You're not doing that. No. But before you get like disappointed, yep. what you can do is go for a nature walk mm-hmm. and notice the animals and plants that stand out to you and look up the symbolism of them. That's something that is in all cultures. Yes. You can do that. You just can't go on a vision quest. No, it's the totem that is closed. It's not the animal that's closed. It's the totem. It's doing it that way. That's their traditions. Again, if you're invited, if you... I have have done things Mm -hmm. where I have paid, Mm -hmm. done amazing drum circles, and then gone on like very mini... Mm -hmm. Like the vision quests were like... Right. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've gone on like the... Let's bring the white girl version. Um, But you can't just do that and then represent it. No, no. You have to do it based in your culture. But listen, your culture did it too. Exactly. Okay, so right. I thought I'd tell you a few animal meanings if you saw them okay. real quick before we wrap up. If you spot a bunch of ants, the meaning is a prodigious worker who may be telling you to be more industrious in order to solve your problem. Okay. I like that. If you saw a cat, night creature who cautiously and silently with a seeming disregard for other creatures... Acts like a cat to solve your difficulties. A little detachment never hurts. A literal black cat crossed my path last night. And I was like, yeah. Detach. <laughs> I'm not usually telling you to detach. but no. Actually, no. <laughs> I can actually think of a, t- a place that I did yesterday tell you to be more detached. So yes, I you bet did. that was why. Okay. If you saw a coyote, archetype trickster. So canines are clever and sly and possess a wonderful sense of humor. To solve your problem, you should adopt a coyote's sense of humor and be clever and resourceful. Okay. Um, dog is about loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, an owl is wisdom. So you need to use your brain and, and you need to go seek some ancient wisdom to solve your problem. Correct. So I just want you to picture that you're going on this walk. With like, here are some things I want to solve. Or here are some intentions I have for this mm-hmm. new season. And then you were paying attention to the animals and plants you saw and deem, like going, oh, that's the message. I need to, right. I need to hold on to that. Yep. You weren't just being like, oh, a wolf is in my totem. Like, that's closed. Yep. But the look at what you can do. Exactly. So it seems so easy to me to not culturally appropriate is my it point. It is easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Do all those things, mm-hmm. however you want to do them. Listen, yeah. if you are like me and at this time of year you can't wait to get like the grill going and sit outside on the deck and right. eat from like cook the food over a literal fire, which is what a grill is. Right. That's this stuff. That's your yeah. your DNA. It's like their ancestral roots. They're there. Yeah, I want to get out and like clear up my garden and get my hostas all ready to go. I can't and stuff. wait to plant the garden and yeah. to get the plants looking good and yeah, like, be like, out like, there. Yeah. Yes. yes. To go for a walk around it, yeah. see what I spot for a message. Exactly. What kind of birds are coming to my bird feeder? Yeah, it's all very exciting. That's a good one. Yeah. So I think we should go get some coffee mm-hmm. and reflect on all the tangents, and encourage everyone around us to light a, a Beltane fire and watch alone. And watch. <laughs> Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us.
Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.